0: It's a Modern Figures podcast hosted by Dr. Jeremy Wasem and
1: Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce.
0: This podcast exists to highlight the stories of black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about black women in computing this
1: podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology.
0: And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. Hey y'all, we miss you.
1: Yeah, we had to jump on and record something for you all, let you know what we've been up to.
0: That we're still alive, that... The Rona may have slowed us down, but it can't stop us. So we are gonna move full steam ahead with season three. Oh my gosh! Woo
1: woo! I know. Who who knew? Who knew? Uh,
0: Not me. (laughs) I'll tell you that much. I don't think that in my wildest imagination I saw us doing this for you know two whole years, coming up on three years, like. Yeah. Can you believe that? You know, I, I
1: can and I can't because I, I can think about it operationally like, yes, we can record in perpetuity. But like now that it's here, it's like, well, we've been doing this like this has been a thing for such a long
0: time. Yeah. And I feel like I've learned a lot about podcasting. I think in the beginning we were just like, oh, yeah, that seems like something we could uh, manage <laughs> And now it's like, this is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. Um, Yeah. But it's cool because people are actually now coming to us for advice on how to podcast and what to do. And it's opened up a lot of doors for both of us.
1: Yeah, even... Uh, speaking opportunities people you know see the podcast or hear the podcast and they say hey can you talk to my group about this or hey i have this group of you know people who want to use your content to encourage students to pursue computing and just all types of stuff so we never imagined that it would take off the way it did the types of things that people would ask us to be a part of and it's a labor of love even though it's hard it's something that needs to be like we are there's definitely a gap in this space we are one of the few people who are addressing this so i love it
0: yeah and and you know there are a a couple of podcasts now that you know we've got black women and black women with advanced degrees who are really creating content putting (laughs) it out there for everyone to see within their different domains so um dope labs is one that comes to mind they're sponsored by spotify and uh two black phds are out there doing it uh yeah. We've got Engineering Change podcasts with uh Dr. Yvette Pearson and we've been on her podcast twice. We did like two joint episodes. Yeah, we did three we did three joint ones. Oh my gosh. Yes,
1: there are three. Go look at the website. Look.
0: <laughs> we did
1: the leading change mm-hmm. one, the allyship mm-hmm. one, and then another one with like leaders still, but more so like looking to the future. Mm-hmm. But yeah, while the third one's while a yeah, while we were amidst this whole COVID thing going on, we teamed up with Yvette and did a joint podcast, and it was also live, so you may have had a chance to see that, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's linked on our website. It's a different format than we usually do, so the video is on our website, and it's up on YouTube. We'll keep it there. Awesome, awesome series. Yeah. Really liked it. And
0: I love Dr. Pearson. Yvette is like one of my favorite oh my people on Earth, like- Yes. I just don't understand (laughs) why God blessed me to know her (laughs) because it's just like she speaks so much life into everyone that she meets and I just, her perspective, it's really funny. So, like, Kyla and I work on a grant together and it took us several years to get funding. (laughs) Right. Um, And that's how grants work, by the way. Like, if you're going to apply for money from any entity usually the first time around is a learning experience and you improve for us it took three attempts three tries yeah <laughs> um
1: well the first time i didn't know what i was doing and i, and I definitely didn't know <laughs> yeah a week before the deadline i was made aware of it so that one's pretty much trash like that one's just like i'm just gonna get feedback mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. this one the second time was like this is when they say Uh, read the instructions because we had you know we had a whole grant but we were missing an important part of the team that needed to be Mm -hmm, present mm -hmm. so yeah that one they were like we're not even going to read this because you don't have all the members with the expertise that we require then the third time that's when
0: we met Yvette Mm -hmm. and it was like there was an email that went out about like hey you've applied for this before I'm going to host this workshop to help you develop a better proposal. And we missed Mm -hmm. the deadline. (laughs) Yep. Missed it. Like, I want to say by like a
1: week or Uh something. And I remember, I forget where I was, but I was like somewhere that was not Florida. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in a hallway and um, sending it in. Oh, I know where I was. I was collecting data with my students days before Christmas in South Florida, because we are research gangsters. (laughs) And, you know, we were just in the hall, like, taking lunch. And so um, I was like, oh, I just missed this deadline. And then I sent her something like, please, please, can I, you know, join the cohort, please? And she's like, well, actually, I'm going to take off my, you know, this hat and then put on my consultant hat and say, you know, if you would like, I can consult on your project. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is great. Not knowing anything about her or anything like that. Fast forward, she has been so amazing just in terms of, like, a mentor, just like Jeremy said, speaking life, just, you know, she knows exactly what it's like to be a Black woman in engineering. She's a senior in the field. She's a dean at her university. So she knows She's an associate provost. she has been through a lot. Oh, associate provost. Yeah. Amazing, magical (laughs) Black woman.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I remember, like, so after we got the grant and everything, um, we were having leadership team meetings and on one of the calls I was on early and she was on early and she was like, So Jeremy, tell me about you and I was I told her, you know, like my background is in civil engineering and she was like, How did I not know this? <laughs> because her background is in civil engineering as well and she's in engineering education now. And so it was just like it was meant to be. It's definitely a definitely. God thing. So yeah, I I really adore. I, her. I
1: just keep Yeah, I just keep making up new ways that we can still work with her. (laughs) I'm like, I have your cell phone number. We went to her house. We went to Houston. I I couldn't. I remember I couldn't go. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but that's just, you know, how much of a caring person she is. Mm -hmm. Like, that she's like, hey, you're in town. Come to my house. And we also know her cousin randomly just from the computer science space. So someone I've known for quite some time. So it's awesome. Mm -hmm. So... So, yeah, we did that engineering change with Dr. Yvette Pearson, mm-hmm. who we're so lucky to have in our life. And
0: kind of as the world started changing, you know, we started seeing all these hashtags popping up on the Internet, especially on Twitter. Um, and one of the things that came from that was um, hashtag black in engineering, hashtag black in STEM, hashtag black in computing, hashtag black in AI and robotics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, Um, there's a group that we're a part of called the Academic Research and Leadership Network and now they have an entire series of um, videos and content that's around um, I guess black engineering faculty speaking about their experiences, what it's like, what inspired them to pursue engineering and so um, I've been in a couple of their videos and there are a lot of I've been in a couple of the black and engineering groups videos, but there are a lot of opportunities to really learn about people in computing and engineering um, in specific disciplines that are related uh, that weren't there uh, uh, six months ago, even. So it's really a cool time to be in the uh, social media creator space and having access to all of these great resources.
1: Yeah, I like how, I mean, it's not like we haven't had these experiences before, but it seems like there's something with being stuck at home or stuck in one place where the whole world was able to just take a step back and say, hey, you know what, we have not been doing such a great job with diversity. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a little, you know, interesting how all of this uh all this forward motion came about but I am happy it's here and we are riding the wave as well it's something that's definitely
0: overdue um so yeah stay tuned for lots more stuff with that yeah so that's all the the creator side of things but um you know Kyla and I are people too (laughs) and so we wanted to kind of share some of the things going on with us personally and professionally so you have an idea of really what we've been up to outside of the podcast. So, um, let's first start by talking about something we're both doing, which is the University of Florida asked us to work on a podcast with them called Unstoppable Minds. (laughs) Woo! And it's really cool because they listened to Modern Figures podcast and said, oh, we like them. (laughs) Yeah, we need them to do ours. Like, that's literally what they say. And so we're actually kind of the voice of the University of Florida at the moment, sharing some of the unstoppable things that our students, faculty, and staff are doing across our campus. And as a Triple Gator, Hall of Famer, current faculty, <laughs> I don't know, how many things <laughs> could I add? Um, this is a big deal for me. It's a big deal for me also because my brother is kind of more of a big deal in the social media, new media space. And he does a lot of gator things, but they picked me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you guys just run it. Like he's running sports. You're running the research. You guys just own the university at this point. You should get your own parking space. You know what, Kyla?
0: That would be phenomenal. (laughs) 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 That would be amazing. I know it'll never happen, but in in my <laughs> wildest dreams if the university of florida could give me anything <laughs> that could be
1: it. Yes, a parking <laughs> space. I'm telling you. We don't ask for much. You know, one thing with Unstoppable Minds, like one of the goals was so that people could know what we're working on, um, just in terms of the university, so we could get more nationwide just notoriety and visibility. And in that time, UF moved up in the rankings. So facts. we are directly responsible. Are. I mean, we don't have any data to the contrary because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we didn't go down. Mm-hmm. So we are directly responsible
0: for us moving up in our forward quest to the top. <laughs> five so amen i, mean, I agree i mean yeah. you're right there's there's nothing to tell us that's not true so we'll go with it yes. we'll go with it yeah we're
1: part of, yeah we're part of the university strategic marketing plan mm-hmm. which is great mm-hmm. i'm glad that they picked two women of color to represent this predominantly white university in we the south about the gravity in the south mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, i know you guys saw the florida map for the elections that's a blue speck in the middle of a lot of the red blue dot so, that
0: wasn't labeled
1: yeah, the blue unlabeled dot that was not Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, Tallahassee, <laughs> Tallahassee. South Florida. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that was us. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, what's that like for you though, Kyla, as someone who's like not a triple gator, whatever, whatever. You know, like you, your mm-hmm. experiences have not been really at UF until you chose to come here to work. So how is that? How does that feel? Just in terms of like hosting or...
1: Yeah. So I would say I never thought I could love a school as much as I love Michigan. But Aww. when I came down here, like for my visit, I felt like I was at home. I was like, this is the Michigan of the South. <laughs> like that was, That's how I felt. Like, I just, I don't know what it is about large public research one universities, like in terms of, I never thought I would get the same support. I never thought I'd have the same relationships. I have that and more. So with being somewhere else, you get really used to where you are your networks you know who does what but this podcast has helped me to like fall in love with the university through meeting people who I probably wouldn't have crossed paths with unless we were like in line at Trader Joe's or something oh my gosh. <laughs> and like <laughs> really but just get to know people's stories and if you listen to it we get to talk to not just people who are engineering but all across the university doing research at we're asking questions that we even didn't even know were were issues mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. things in their people's field so I just truly love hearing people's stories and just what they do and how they got there. So this has been enjoyable for me. Like, I just love knowing what people do and just getting really in depth with like why and what they're doing and motivation and you know, why the world cares about it. Cause obviously they care about it. So why should the rest of
0: us care? Yeah. But no, it's been really cool. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to learn about research in different disciplines, like, and how they go about that work, how they get their funding some of the challenges that they face, but also beyond that, like, you know, talking to the students and hearing their stories and what it's like. Um, I just I talk to students all the time. Right. But you don't necessarily get to go that deep with someone you don't really know. Right. And so it's really cool to, to be able to share that with people. But yeah, so that's that's the Unstoppable Minds piece. Uh, <laughs> um. And then I guess in in general, like obviously, I had a whole baby.
1: A whole baby. She did not come out half or three quarters. Mm-hmm.
0: A whole baby, seven pounds, eleven and a half ounces. She was not tiny, but she was tiny. Aww. And by that I mean she's not a chunky baby, and I'm pretty upset about it. Like I. I prayed for that but I prayed for other things too and so I got everything else you know uh. she's just not fat she doesn't have <laughs> those like delicious baby rolls that oh my you goodness. aspire to have in a baby so
1: it's cool though it's cool yeah she's like a gymnast like she's, she's like sturdy yes.
0: <laughs> she is thick she's just not rolly
1: released. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Jeremy's Twitter, you'll see the play by play in the delivery room that her brother so <laughs> lovely captured.
0: You know, my my OB was like, "I cannot believe you let him do this." Right. <laughs> she loves it. And I was <laughs> But she was like, "I I don't have the patience that you have to be able to let yeah. someone." Like I I literally had this baby. I walked in, I was Eight centimeters dilated. Oh my gosh! Yes. Was that on purpose? Mm.
1: Like you wanted to wait as long as you could at home and then go? I
0: mean, I wasn't trying to get to eight. That was not. That was not it. Um, and yeah, I called the nurse actually, and I was like, "Hey, um, so I think my contractions are this far apart." She was like, "Go to the hospital now." <laughs> <laughs> uh so I waited thirty minutes, and then I went. <laughs> Yeah. Um. But that's hilarious. Yeah, I I couldn't even walk down the hallway because my contractions were hardcore at that point. Um. But it was just so surreal. I didn't have an epidural. I just yeah. Jeremy's a g. I just pushed that baby out. I was like, get out of me! <laughs> I want my body back. <laughs> Little did I know, you do not get your body back. Like, that's just not how it works. Um, so it's been really it's it's been an interesting challenge. Um right after that I started a new job. Like I had her and seventeen days later I started a new job. <laughs> yeah. Facts. These Something like facts. that.
1: And then and then days after having her, we were recording. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah, we were doing a whole yeah, lot.
0: We were recording for the unstoppable minds and Right. And then we were like, oh, there's a pandemic. Oh, this is going on. So, it was it was a lot happening all at once.
1: Yeah, I was in Korea when they closed the borders, like, or when they were talking about closing the border. Like, I was probably on the last flight over for a conference mm-hmm. that literally I had emailed and said, hey, there's a pandemic. <laughs> can we still get our stuff published if we don't come? And they're like, no. And then I get on the plane the next day. And as I'm in the air checking my email, they're like, hey, you can submit a video if you can't. I'm like, I'm already, I'm, I'm in the air. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> like, I, I didn't her her realize that's yeah. what happened, that you were on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been like, let me hop back on this connecting plane. Right. Just walk through the (laughs) airport to that.
1: (laughs) And I had a student with me. Like that was the other thing too. So, and the student was planning on like spending a week there and did not have a mask. Like I had to give him one of my KN95s because I was like, I'm going, but I'm not crazy. So, you know, I had like a bunch of masks. They gave us masks at the conference. We were in an isolated place. Like yeah, and you said they closed the hotel down. Yes, they closed the hotel down, didn't tell us. While you were in the hotel? Like,
0: I don't understand. (laughs) Yes. That that blows my mind. (laughs) Like, I still think about that.
1: Yeah, they closed the hotel while we were there. And then, like, no one told anyone who spoke English. (laughs) I don't know if they didn't call. I didn't get a note. Like, anything like that. So then I just got on the first mass transit not mass transit sorry i was avoiding mass transportation i got an expensive one person taxi to seoul which is one of the main you know cities mm-hmm. there so i could just fly out early and go back home Mm-mm. but yeah told, i told kyle Carolina. she was playing games anyway <laughs> when
0: she hopped her behind on the plane to go over there <laughs> but she was it's like it's a calculated I need this risk <laughs>
1: Right, because they were saying they wouldn't do it. It's IEEE. Mm -hmm. Like, that is the bee's knees from my area. You know, it's publish or perish in these streets. And 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 they were going to let you
0: perish.
1: Yeah. And they were like, (laughs) we don't think so. And then there were people who were like, Wuhan, uh, I think, was one of the cities where, you know, it first outbroke. And then there were people who were going to be coming from to the conference from that city. And they were like, stay Mm -mm, home, stay home. So all of them stayed home. We had their videos. It was actually a really good conference. Like despite the fact that like in those eight seat around things, there were like four of us. And like, it was just, it was the funniest thing on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like to be at a conference where you just had to, you know, social distance and then Korean culture like let's say that I have a drink on my cup you can't fill up your own cup someone else is supposed to fill it up if you fill your own it means you're not having like a good time Mm -hmm. it's like oh you know the host isn't taking care of you and I'm like you can actually stay over there I'm sorry that I'm breaking tradition culture but I don't need you to pour my drink Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and then y'all she got back here and was like I don't want to quarantine
1: because it wasn't something
0: that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't something that, like, people were actually doing yet. Like, it wasn't a yeah. popular thing, a widespread yeah. thing. It was just, like, an idea. Like, hey, this is something we think could help. Um, so she was like, mm, I mean, it should be fine. And I was like, I have a whole tiny person you will not be around me. So. I
1: know that's literally the worst part of this. Where I'm like, oh, I couldn't see the baby because you
0: know, obviously they, the Rona. Y'all
1: still haven't met. I know. I I was in the. I came to the house that one day. Oh yeah, I remember.
0: And my dog <laughs> yeah. was like,
1: get out.
0: <laughs> right, Gracie's like, no, uh, this is my house. <laughs> but you did get to see the baby.
1: Yes, I got very to far see her. away. She's so cute.
0: Yeah. And then like. Rod, oh my gosh! So uh, back to my husband <laughs> and his foolishness. He shows up and acts like someone has broken into the house. Because right. how Kyla be? <laughs> she just slangs her little car around like she's yeah. uh, It's that DC in her, the DC yeah, driver. You should have.
1: No, when I had that Celica, my uh, pastor used to call my car to pa- the
0: Batmobile because I would just woo-woo,
1: woo-woo. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> he was down the street from the church. He's like, I see Kyla fly past in that Batmobile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Angelica the Celica. I know. R.I.P. Girl. Mm, anyways, <laughs> but- fun times. But yeah, that's like the worst part I think of this whole thing is that like my tiny person who is adorable does not get to meet my friends and my family and all of that. So sad times, but we're making it work. And they don't remember that stuff anyway. So like I I remember think when she's three,
1: when you were eight no, months, I remember. Zero to eight months.
0: Oh no. You remember the, yeah. Experiences no, and the things that she like, it's more for me than it is for her. Obviously. Gotcha. Um, but <laughs> we, we have like made some strategic trips and, you know, done all the socially distancing things so that she could meet, like, older family members just because we know, like, any anything could happen. So, yeah, we want her to meet the people while she can.
1: No, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm, what else? All right. So in this new climate, all of this has definitely changed the way that we work. Teaching has been absolutely redarn ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so I teach a class where it's called Computers in Modern Society, and. A big part of the class is group discussion, because we're, you know, mm-hmm. talking about like social, technological, ethical issues around different parts of computing and how they influence our society, like self-driving cars, virtual reality, uh, technology, social media, all kind of algorithms. Just it's it's a really fun class, but it's hard to do when you can't be in the room and having these discussions and then reporting out. So. Uh, The students always have, I'm talking to like 50 black boxes every day. So it's weird. Uh, I record their lectures just so uh, they can have it and, you know, have it as a reference and not feel like, oh, you know, my power went out or this happened and I missed class. So that's been an adjustment. Um, Having students with group projects is really hard because... If someone doesn't show up to a Zoom, <laughs> it's hard to, you know, find them. You can't go searching the Zoom streets for them. Or or if you have, like, a student issue, it's really hard. Like, you know, if something's going on with the student, you're like, hey, I noticed that you didn't turn in some things. You can just, you know, talk to them at the end of class. If they log out of Zoom, like, mm-hmm, that's it. Mm-hmm. They disappeared. They definitely just, like, vanished in thin air. So it's been a lot harder to do those kinds of things but i do like how it's increased like the accessibility and my accessibility for the students you know they'll just hop on and just say hey let me schedule a zoom meeting with you and we can share screens and talk about stuff so uh yeah it's it's definitely different but we are adapting
0: i you know started this new faculty position yeah in zoom um, so like <laughs> i i accepted i know i accepted the position right after i gave birth but i didn't really start teaching until the fall semester and so oh my gosh it's so weird like my class is online the one that I'm currently teaching but it's so hard like I feel really mm, like disjointed I don't know like separated like there's a there's a wall yeah that is there that I'm not connected to them And I just didn't envision it feeling this way. Um, I'm also, like, shadowing a class that I'm going to teach for the spring semester. And that class is just a lot. And I'm nervous. It's a freshman design class. Mm -hmm. And, like, we're teaching design skills virtually. Oh, wow. That's hard. Super hard. And... You know, normally they'd be in like a makerspace type environment, but you can't sit in a team and build something together Yeah. in this type of scenario. So adapting to that has been really interesting to like watch our faculty put in the work to make it something where the students still feel like they're getting that hands-on experience, um, getting that team-based learning, but you know, not able to really physically do stuff like 3D printing their models or testing out the things um, physically and troubleshooting. So, interesting challenge. Um, And then the other thing that I'm working on, you know, we have this huge artificial intelligence initiative at the University of Florida now. And my job is kind of to help work on a certificate program that we're trying to create that will teach all students all undergraduate students at the university of florida about artificial intelligence oh my goodness there's so many meetings oh just that (laughs) that small task (laughs) there's so many conversations like it's a small task no it is not a small task at all i was gonna say it's no small task when you can like sit in the room and have those conversations it's so much harder when you're trying to engage faculty across campus in different disciplines and people are having conversations you're not included in those conversations and you don't know that you're not included and you know so it's just it's a interesting challenge but I mean I love working with people and again having that like cross-disciplinary reach has been really fun for me but
1: Chat? <laughs> it's a lot i forgot this we don't have to be hard. pc for
0: this one so yeah it,
1: yeah i can't <sighs> imagine because uh they usually say trying to get faculty to do anything is like herding cats herding but cats. not just the cat you have all the cats across the university you all have, of the cats you know jellicle cats from the movie cats you got garfield you got heathcliff <laughs> you have all of oh the goodness. cats
0: all the cats and yeah I think we've come up with a really cool solution to like helping faculty develop the skills so we're going to create some faculty learning communities which has proven to be a really uh effective strategy to you know provide additional like professional development for faculty but you know I still want to make sure that We talk about the complexities of integrating artificial intelligence into other domains because, okay, like I'm not a computer scientist, right? But I've learned a lot about uh, artificial intelligence and computer science broadly. Um, By no means am I a content expert, though, and I would not be okay with just creating content for a course about artificial intelligence because I know that it's a very dangerous thing to think you know artificial intelligence and machine learning and all of that stuff yeah. and not know it. And we've seen the dangers of algorithms and what they can do and how they disproportionately negatively affect Minoritized populations. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. AI is considered like a yeah. branch of statistics almost because there's so much math that goes into making these decisions, but also the mm-hmm. way that you apply the math is subjective. So even mm-hmm. if you're an AI expert, you know you're putting weights on different parts of things to say, oh, this weighs more than that, and that's a subjective thing. So yeah. it's really, I I don't envy your job. My concentration was intelligent systems in grad school, even though my I have nothing to do with it now. Like, that's the, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the group I was in. That's where I did my quals. And, like, even taking all of those AI classes, I still feel like there's so much more that no one, you know, that we don't really know about. There's such a societal impact. There's everybody thinks that AI is something different because of the way they apply it to their research. Like, mm-hmm. no, this is my AI. Well, this is my machine learning. And, <laughs> you know, getting everybody on the same page, first of all, on a definition or, you know, what's important. Right, right. I do not envy your job.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that the definition piece is not my not my yeah. problem, right like because that is something you know if if we can't define what artificial intelligence is, how can we teach it? Yeah,
1: and even the goals right like
0: what does it mean to us at the University of Florida to provide this type of curriculum so I mean, it's it's an interesting challenge um. And I don't take it lightly, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be a part of it. But you know, try not to mess things up here, and or or like graduate students who think that they're AI experts and
1: child. they've
0: not <laughs> taken the coursework necessary to to know that, and and that is frightening yeah, to me. So, yeah. like um, you
1: know enough to know that you don't know everything. So yeah,
0: you don't want to be dangerous.
1: Right. <laughs> But also, when you get but also, you'll seek help where you don't know things versus yeah. assuming, oh, yeah. I got this, I can pick this up, I know this. Mm. So yeah, that's a whole lot. Let's transition before we get messy. Uh- <laughs> Uh, i would i would wow. say with research i had the fun task of you know because my students for whatever reason want to go back to the lab and conduct experiments and i'm over here in the lab <laughs> meeting like y'all do not have to go they're like no we want to but i get it they want to graduate they're like i'll protect myself and collect data so i had to fill out this extensive 20-part form about how we're going to not only protect the subjects but also the students in the lab and just it's it's a lot it was a whole uh, I'm like, we're wiping doorknobs. We're we're for bree- not for breezing. We're Lysol spraying <laughs> chairs. We for
0: breezing chairs or Y'all might need some never mind. We
1: might, we might we might a little bit, not. but uh but it's so extensive. But yeah, my students are gonna get back in the lab pretty soon. I wow. am not excited. I'm I'm excited about it, but we have to have daily check-ins and know like what's mm-hmm. the status of every cleaning supply, take temperatures, like there's a whole daily checklist of like all the precautions wow. and it is long so we have to do something after every single participant we have a video though so for consent instead of um you know us being directly there and also (laughs) lucky thing with audio research i have a separate room inside of my lab Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it provides like i have a sound controlled sound it's not exactly soundproof some people call it soundproof but it's sound treated i'm not allowed to say proof because we don't go all the way down to certain frequencies neither here nor there I have a separate room <laughs> in my office, in my uh, lab. So we have that extra layer of protection where, you know, one person can be in that space. Another person can be in the outer room. They can leave, allow the person to leave, come back in the lab, spray down mm-hmm. all the stuff. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, it's a whole lot.
0: That is a lot. Yeah, my research is totally different. Um, and I've been interviewing people all summer long man for my research projects and I'm working on so we have a associate professor in engineering education now and I'm really excited she's amazing her name is Adalys Villanueva and her story is my story and it's like it's like this podcast Aww. oh my gosh like it's like literally like I'm I'm having conversations with her and it's like she's like yeah that was me. Wow. Or, you know, like, I like I had this experience as a grad student. I also had this experience as a postdoc. I also started as a lecturer mm. and, you know, wanted to do research. And so it's, it's wild that I have that type of proximity to somebody who went through what I'm going through. And so she's like, your experience is not going to be my experience. Wow. I'm going to mentor you and I'm going to help you get your research up and running. And so we've been having regular meetings about some grant ideas that I have and she is putting me to task, nice. uh making sure that I get pen to paper figuratively and um I'm supposed to submit a one-pager to her soon. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm supposed to send to a program officer soon. So we'll we'll see what happens with that, but I'm really super grateful to have that kind of mentorship in my new field um because Juan was cool he's a great mentor but he's not an engineering education researcher and he's also not a woman and, <laughs> you know. he also hasn't
1: had the same experiences that you've had you know yeah. yeah
0: and so it it was really cool to like she reached out to me wow I literally put on my calendar, like, okay, a month after she gets mm-hmm. here, like a reminder to send her an email, okay. and she sent me one three weeks into that. <laughs> That's um, awesome. That's uh, awesome. So yeah,
1: we should have her on.
0: Um, we really should. I think um, a lot of the work that she's doing is really interesting and aligns well with. I mean, so like I'm interested in mentoring, mm-hmm. right? Like mentoring is, um something that has become near and dear to my heart through working for the Institute for African American mentoring in computing sciences. Right. right? And I learned a lot about the science of mentoring and how to be an effective mentor. Um, and Dallas brought to my attention research around what's called critical mentoring. And so it's kind of the intersection of critical theories and mentoring research. Hmm. And so, you know, feminist theory, intersectionality, um, critical race right. theory, like all of these things that we don't learn in engineering. Mm-hmm. Right. And pulling the research from the social sciences and applying it to the STEM and engineering context around mentoring really cool. is what? I'm I'm working on now. And so she's done a lot of work around hidden curriculum mm-hmm. in engineering. So that stuff like when you get to your classes and like it seems like everybody knows what's going on and yeah. you don't know. Like that kind of stuff, she studies that. Um and she also studies mentoring as well. And so it's just like it's cool to have someone who's really she's been there. That's really cool. You know, and I'm I'm like following in her footsteps. Oh, I
1: like that a lot. Like I I can't wait to meet her. I've seen her a few times. I think we're on Twitter together. Like we've tweeted each other, mm-hmm. but like she came to one of our faculty meetings and like spoke and I was like, "Oh, man, I I know what it is. I think she has a computer science mm-hmm. student. She's a student. Yeah, and yeah she's a student. So I've talked student. with her briefly that way, but it would be really cool to get to know her more. She sounds amazing. Like, you can't pay mm-hmm. for that kind of mentorship. And, like, for everybody out here who's not in academia, like, there is no incentive for someone in her position to None. help anyone. So
0: None. In fact, like, you know, at some point, we'll be probably seeking out the same funding, looking for the same students. Like, she has no incentive whatsoever to be a support to me but she's amazing and wants to do yeah. it and these
1: yeah. are the kind of folks you look for when you talk about having mentors and sponsors and advocates like these are the types of people that you're that don't come easy not at all they no. they don't just you know and when you find people like that you want to make sure you keep those relationships
0: mhm i mean there are other people in my department who want to do research too mm-hmm. right like other new faculty um and you know as a lecturer it's not my role to pursue research but a lot of us want to do it like we want to pursue it and so how do you manage that mm. and she's like well here's how <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> let great. me help you be great yeah yeah
1: so Jeremy, have you developed have You want to talk about your new hobbies during this quarantine? things you've been doing outside your window? <laughs> um,
0: okay, outside my window, I've been gardening slash attempting to garden. Um, we've got turnip greens, mustard greens, kale, pumpkins, peas. What else? what else oh what my else? Gosh. Onions the onions aren't doing there. well they' that's the struggle bus right there um aren't they a fall thing yeah i i thought they uh, would be okay but they're just like Meh, i don't like it here um <laughs> my mom had some random purple potatoes that she oh. accidentally got from an instacart order you know how they like replace things and yeah. if you don't tell them not to re- replace it they just buy something random so they bought purple potatoes like purple sweet potatoes you're supposed to approve all their little like so she didn't respond in time and so <laughs> oh, I gotcha. and so and so She brought me some because she was like, there's too many and I can't handle this. And I was like, I don't know what to do with a purple sweet potato. (laughs) So it started to sprout. And so I was like, "Mm, let me just stick it in the ground and see what happens. That thing is a monster and it is starting to take over. Like it's like going up a trellis that we stuck in the ground now.
1: Oh, cool. So.
0: Um, you might get some purple sweet potatoes on your porch one day. Hey, I'll
1: come over for <laughs> it. Awesome.
0: Um, yeah, so that. and then, um, this isn't really a hobby, but it's a life goal necessary situation. I have to go to PT um, because I made a a human. And I think a lot of women don't realize like the difficulties that you can have one like just carrying the weight of a baby but like after having birth what that can do to you physically and so uh, that has been such a challenge and my body is definitely not back to where it was and it's been two months of me going consistently um so we're trying new things now yeah it's it sucks honestly yeah
1: that does not sound desirable. Like there at was all. a point
0: where I literally was like I don't know if I can like just lean up out of bed. Oh wow. Like, without it Ouch. feeling like it's a struggle like for my abs to do that work. And so, yeah. Um so that and then Okay, one more thing before I stop talking. <laughs> um I decided that I needed something for my mental health and sanity, something that was just for me. Because the garden is going to feed other people. So that's not just for me. Um, I decided to start playing the violin again. And I played all through, like, from fourth grade to twelfth grade. And then I came to college and I was like, engineering is a lot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I didn't play for, like, I don't know, 15 years. And something in me was just like, just do it. So, like, I literally, like, drove out to the middle of nowhere on a farm where this guy has, like, a violin shop. We live in rural Florida, y'all. So, literally, (laughs) there were, like, chickens walking around and goats. And there's a very fancy violin shop. (laughs) I don't know. So, I buy my violin and bow and all this stuff. And I found a teacher. And I started taking lessons and... I am in book six of the Suzuki series, if you know what that is, for those of you who play okay, the violin. Okay, Suzuki. Um, and <laughs> I'm currently playing a sonata, but I don't remember what key it's in, um, by Handel, and working on four different movements of that. So um, I, I okay. don't suck. That's like a huge win for me.
1: You should play our intro. I will you not be do. playing
0: our intro. Um, why just make up something just make up something like we got yeah. we need more instrumentation than that. um <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been really cool to have a creative outlet where it's like it's just for me. What have you been up to, Kyla? Oh, that's cool.
1: I have not been as productive as you. I feel like I haven't been doing anything apparently <laughs> comparatively. um, what have I been doing? Um I've been. Carefully, I'll say, uh, calculated risk, hanging out with a small hub of folks who were all, you know, transplants here. And a lot of us live alone. I don't, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all extroverts. And so we basically have a little group where, you know, none of us, we're basically like expanding our quarantine group outside of our family. You have a bubble. Yeah, we have a little bubble. So we do lots of stuff together and just being really intentional about like my time with this group. And like, we do like Treat Yourself Tuesdays and like, you know, random things. We might do like a face mask or like, you know, just random stuff. Or if a new TV show came out, like go to someone's house and watch it, just to keep some semblance of just normalcy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's really easy just to get caught up in the day to day and be like, I haven't seen my friend in a long time. And now quarantine, we're like, no, we're going to make sure we see each other, you know, without all the distractions of, of life. Um, I've definitely been a better friend. Mm-hmm. I've been keeping up with people a lot more and like calling folks that I would usually be like, Oh, so-and-so is probably busy. I'm not going to call them <laughs> like just making the time, like literally putting on my calendar. I'm going to talk to such yeah. and such today. Um, even my family, like my cousins, I have like a thousand trillion cousins. Cause I have like all these aunts and uncles, and a lot of us are the same age, and I'm like right in the middle of like all the ages. So we get on Zoom every so often, and it's just hilarious all the time. But we never did this before
0: COVID. I'm like, y'all know we we could have done. Zoom I know before this, we have right? a family Zoom too, <laughs> and I've learned so much about my family. Um, and yeah. I'm like, wait, why haven't I asked this question before? Like, oh, this person's related to this person, and this is what they did, and you know. So I'm learning about the history of my family and that's amazing. Oh yeah.
1: I forgot about this part. Thank you for saying that. Um, So during one of our Zooms, I don't know how we got on the topic, but like I have an ancestry account every so often I go on like a deep dive and then hit a brick wall and then get upset and cancel my membership. (laughs) And I've done this like over and over But they keep your tree up. But anyway, um, we were talking about something and I was like, let me show y'all on the tree, you know, what I'm talking about. And um, anyway, uh ancestry they update their databases every so often so there was new information long story short i traced my family all the way back to the plantation and then also to the family that owned them because like my great times four grandfather was given as property to someone else in their will wow. so that's how they have like record yeah. of like his name and so it's so ridiculous because like the last name is Hyman, H-Y-M-A-N and my grandparents are buried outside of Hyman's Chapel, hmm. like I'm actually related to them on two sides, like my granddad's side married into it but my grandma is a descendant uh-huh. of them so um, and like everybody's like buried there that's the church we go to whenever we go to Havelock, North Carolina. Like it's a tiny city. And I'm like, I'm like the writing was on the wall. Literally. Like, my mom's like, oh yeah, yeah. And like we're friends with the family, like the black side of the family, obviously, uh-huh. because you know, my grandparents grew up with them and all that and their kids. So I'm like, ugh, this whole time, like I didn't know there was like a Hyman family who, you know, all this happened with. So that was really just it was interesting. It was a lot of emotions there. Mm-hmm. Um but You know, just really educational there. Um, what else have I been doing? So family stuff, being in touch with people, working out Mm -hmm. more. (laughs) Um, so I've been, uh, safely working out with my trainer. Have you? You've never worked out in a mask? You have not worked out. That's all I got to say. Cause I used to do (laughs) like
0: physical research in an N95. You know, like, oh my god, moving rocks and yeah, like it was work. In the N95, so yeah. I could have shortened my life expectancy according to a segment of the population who tends to believe that, but I've never had any health issues. So I'm not sure if that's true. See, other research says it helps to increase your aerobic uh, capacity, Lung capacity and capabilities.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I feel like, okay, it's just another, just something to exercise your lungs more. Um, there was a gym I used to go to, and there was a guy who used to wear this mask all the time when he worked out, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? And he said, like, he does this race that's somewhere that has really high mm. elevation, so that's how he trains to, like, have less oxygen. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're just being like on beast mode over here. And uh, fast forward, I'm like, man, I should have been training like that when that guy was doing <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. This wouldn't be any problem. We knew something we didn't. That's interesting. <laughs> exactly. That's interesting. Okay. So, I guess like you know the other thing that we haven't really talked about is really like why this has taken us so long to get to, <laughs> to get to this Love post, and it's, it has nothing to do with <laughs> me having a baby, the pandemic, uh I don't know, a number of other things. Um, so we used to be really tied to the University of Florida and with the podcast. Um, and we were recording in their studios and using a lot of their resources and
1: and going through their procedures and mechanisms to hire and do things for the podcast. Mm-hmm.
0: And it just became too much. Like it was just a lot of red tape that we had to navigate through. And so we had been having conversations about like what to do um, to make it more sustainable for us to continue to do this. Cause we actually really do like recording podcast episodes. Um, and then we got like a message like, Hey, so is this a UF thing or is this a y'all thing? And we were like, Hmm, Hmm, that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> right um and so ultimately we decided that we wanted to to be us and not be the University of Florida because we're already doing that now so yeah <laughs> we don't need two UFs. that's very true um yeah yeah and so then it was like well what can we do and so we've had like meetings every week <laughs> Talking about, like, what can we do? And we finally decided... We are going to be a 501c3 nonprofit organization. (laughs) (laughs) So we will officially be Modern Figures Incorporated. And, I mean, that's already happened. But we're working on... All the other stuff right now. To, There's lots of papers yeah. and stupid papers. And that's <laughs> not my space. So, or Kyla's. Yeah.
1: No, but you know, we have two PhDs. And I'm pretty sure we can figure it out. Yeah.
0: And so one of the things that is great about that is, you know, the nonprofit requires you to have like a board of directors and, um, you know, officers and things of that nature. So we have... Invited some amazing black women to join us, and some of whom you've heard yeah, from. Future Dr. Kalia Broswell, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Dr. Jeffrey Ann Wilder, Yep, Lauren, Dr. Lauren Thomas Quigley. That's right, my Lauren. Um, and then someone new, Dr. Allison Goins, and Dr. Goins is a material scientist. She has a show called Relatable Science. So her show is really about taking materials that we use in everyday life and talking about the science behind them and what makes them work and what makes them interesting. And it's been really cool to see all of the stuff that she has covered she takes suggestions too so if you do have
1: and she has her modern figure shirt on in some of these and yeah she covers topics like um just pop culture not even pop culture but just general like just chemistry material science kinds of things like how are fireworks made um you know what's in your toner why are you putting algae on your face the science behind uh, collagen a game-changing covid test so it's relatable science because oftentimes um you know science can be hidden in a research paper that has such language that's written in academies that is just you know it's not accessible for the average person so these videos help you to understand understand you know what's going on without having to have a whole phd or be a researcher to know these things
0: yeah 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 she's she's out here pushing in, information out so yeah she's on twitter and on uh youtube and she has an instagram page so she's out here doing it mm-hmm. so all of our doctor friends are gonna help us um pursue some different things With our nonprofit organization, our goal is really to be a resource um, for those of you who are really interested in pursuing and remaining in the STEM disciplines. And so we will keep doing Modern Figures podcast and it will be definitely still centered around computing, but we'll also um, bring under our umbrella some other um, creators, hopefully, and content that we will curate on our website. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, I don't know. What else, Kyla? Is there anything else that you feel like we need to share before we jump into this new season?
1: We hit a milestone. We have over 10,000 listens. So that was amazing. Keep it going.
0: Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think even with that, like, we don't have like some magic number or goal. Like we really just want to help people see themselves, hear themselves in the stories that we're sharing on the podcast. And I know that's like one of my hopes is that, you know, we can inspire even just one person to either remain in the, in the discipline or pursue computing in some way, shape or form. So we love that. Um, I know, like before COVID, we were talking about like going to AfroTech yeah. and um, all these other really different conferences that aren't academic, like Essence yeah. and things of that nature, and kind of getting Black our Tech name Week, out there, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just I hope that we can continue to inspire more people. I think we will. We just need to
1: chill out, adapt as the world is adapting, and stay consistent.
0: As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com.
1: Send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com.
0: And follow us on Twitter, Kyla is at Dr. Underscore Kyla. And I am at Jeremy Wasom.
1: Visit ModernFiguresInc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course, computing.
0: Until next time, stay moisturized, hydrated,
1: mind your business, and protect your peace.